0: Guys, welcome uh, to episode nine of the Ocean State Athlete Podcast. With Matt Hello. And Todd. Todd, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Hanging another episode, in there. Another episode, another week, another yep. week down, another week in sports, another week of you know just chaos. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, before we start, uh, make sure you check us out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you guys su- subscribe. Like, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Um, that way you kind of track and see uh, where everybody's listening at.
1: Um, you can check we- out our highly active Instagram page, too. Exactly. <laughs> we're very active.
0: We're going we're gonna to make a bigger effort in that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, don't forget our mailbag. We can uh, You can hit us up at todd at gmail.com. If your uh, question gets picked, we're going to uh, send you a free Matt and Todd show T-shirt. So uh, think about that. Uh,
1: can we do a T-shirt
0: and hat combo? We can do a T-shirt and hat combo. If you Why get a, if it's a, if it's a solid question, you're guaranteed like vote. a fitted, a fitted yeah, hat. I think we should definitely maybe like you get a request in. You can get either right. or, and if your question's really good, we'll give Go you ahead. both. Cool. We'll
1: give you both. That's fair.
0: I think that's solid. So, uh, what was your week like?
1: Uh well, you know the the normal life of a dad with a one year old baby. So yeah. a, a lot of busyness with that. Trying to squeeze in as much sports as I can, as always. Yeah. Um, I wanted to watch more college football Saturday, but I just couldn't get around to it. Um, but I did get a get in a full slate of um, NFL, which was fantastic. I thought it was a pretty good weekend for sport for NFL. What about you?
0: I thought it was a great weekend. I loved um, watching the Dallas Cowboys game. I know I keep going back to Dallas. and I Oh, just, boy.
1: What did you love about it?
0: You know what? I, honestly, you know what I loved about the game? I love the fact that they, they lowball Dak Prescott last year. He gets hurt. And they, oh, we signed Andy Dalton. He's a starter. Like, hes he should be more than competent. And the price now that Dak, even coming off of injury, it's going uh, off of injury, it's going to go up. But his price, the, the worst that he plays, and, and as bad as that offense looks without him, He's just going to show his value and he's probably going to make even more money as if Andy Dalton stays on the streak, What do you think?
1: Um, First of all, I think if you thought Andy Dalton was going to be more than competent, then you're you're out of your mind. (laughs) You must not have ever watched Andy Dalton play football. Uh, He's terrible, uh, which was no surprise. So, I mean, Look, you know, by comparison to him and Dak, there is no comparison. I thought Dak was really having a great year, too. So it stuck. But I think Dak's going to get taken care of, um, regardless of whether it's by Dallas or somebody else. I think he's shown enough. Um, he'll come back from that ankle injury. And just the league is all about quarterbacks. So he will get a shot to prove and get that long term deal potentially. Um, I heard some rumblings that Dallas might be. Looking to throw in the towel and get getting the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Really? Do I heard a rumor about that?
0: I don't know. So I that know. was interesting. Do you think? Do you really think that uh, that Jerry Jones is willing to like take his pride and like just eat the season? I feel like he's not that type of guy. I, feel I think like he's the guy without
1: Dak, think- he, he's got Andy Dalton. He can't be. It, and by the way, there's all the rumblings coming out about the coaching staff and how inept it is, which is not surprising. Well, it's it's Mike McCarthy, I, I saw
0: something the other day that he's like, what, 30, uh, like, uh, like 11 and 30 in his past like
1: three seasons. Yeah, he's he's not track. a good coach. No, I don't know is. why he got there. I don't know how he got labeled a good coach, but he's not.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He makes. He's, he's not makes inventive. Yeah, he Aaron
1: Rodgers went on a crazy run that year. I think the Packers were nine and seven that year. Got mm-hmm. in as a wild card, and Aaron Rodgers was in the zone, mm-hmm. and he led them to a, a Super Bowl. And uh, McCarthy's been parlaying that into various different jobs, and he somehow got himself the Cowboys' job. Yeah, um, I, I don't I never understood the hire, and now it's coming out, playing it out. He's always so. been.
0: He's never had running backs, and he's always been a running back first coach. He wants to run the football. He happened to have yeah. a great quarterback. Um, and it's a quarterback-driven league. You need to – he's you know, he's like a relic.
1: He, he, the and league passed him by. First of all, he wasn't that good to begin with, and now yeah. the league has passed him by.
0: hundred. I, I think
1: that's, what, that's what's happening. The Cowboys should have done whatever they could do to sign Lincoln Riley as their coach, somebody who was more inventive, a younger guy on the way up.
0: How much money you could have thrown at him? You could have given him a ton of uh, money. I mean, they, they have made more way more money to spend than Arizona.
1: I think that you know, the, there's always that roadblock of Jerry Jones meddling yeah. in the coaches' affairs. So, really good coaches have been run out of there. I mean, he's run out two of the potential top five coaches of all time, and Parcells and Jimmy Johnson. So, yeah. I mean that that's a big turnoff. His his involvement there is a problem for getting a top-flight NFL coach yeah. and. As you as you see play out in the league, it's a quarterback first league, and it's an NFL head coach league. Next, uh, yeah. you know, secondary. Yeah. So, you know, when you don't have a top flight coach, they're gonna they're gonna look like they did on on Monday. You got Cliff Kingsbury, who is a much better, you know, sharper offensive mind than Mike McCarthy, and it play and it showed his staff is better, sharper. Um, and it was obvious how it about was how fast Kyler field.
0: Murray looked like, not to interject, but like,
1: yeah, how fast Kyler
0: Murray looked on that field
1: day. Oh, he's a pain in the ass, too. Oh he really is. <laughs> he's such a great athlete, like, yeah, he is. He's, he's like a mini, mini runny Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. He's a good. And he's gonna be a handful to deal with for until he slows down, hopefully. And he's you smart, know?
0: he's just and he's a smart quarterback,
1: yeah, he's good. There's no doubt about it. Um, so that. The Cowboys game was a yawner. I mean, I know your wife's a big Cowboys fan, so you were yeah. in on it. Um, I was really
0: in on just watching Andy Dalton fail. Oh, like
1: that, was,
0: that was the high. It was really that was
1: obvious. I missed know. the Monday afternoon game, which has been kind of cool. We've had these double headers on Mondays, which is cool. Yeah, um, I can
0: never catch that five o'clock game. Yeah, it's fun. a tough
1: start for me, though. Um, like, so it, I missed that game. game. Nine, or like something I, like that. I was happy with uh, Jimmy G bouncing back. Yeah. Um, He had a, a solid game They beat the Rams at home they, they had to have that game That was a really good Sunday night game Um, We saw Brady destroy Aaron Rodgers and the Packers I think the Packers are Just like we saw last year They beat up on some weak teams And they just get exposed against really good teams Um, They got their doors blown off In the NFC Championship game last year And this year I, I, I think it's to be more of the same from him
0: if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you even want to be there anymore? It would be my question because they're obviously not doing what they can to maximize the last few great years you have left. And let's, let, you, we can be honest. He's he's still great. If you put him on.
1: Aaron Rodgers put him is on, you put him high, on Dallas
0: Right now, Dallas is a serious title contender.
1: Well, they. with
0: with any other yeah
1: but he ain't playing for mike mccarthy no no, not mike mccarthy i don't know i i had this hot take i don't know if it was on this show or not but my hot take is aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the 49ers next year
0: wait are you doing other shows without me
1: well i didn't do any other shows but i do have that hot take a lot people who (laughs) listen to me i try to squeeze it in there so do you think think it was probably at the barbershop it sounds like a barbershop take
0: (laughs) do you think jimmy g is gone because i think he's proven that he's a above average more than competent. Jimmy G's
1: above average. Yep. But he's not Aaron Rodgers and I think um if Aaron Rodgers is is indeed going to leave Green Bay. Yep. And if he shows interest in playing for Kyle Shanahan, which I think he would. Yeah. And going back home to Northern California to a ready-made roster cuz next year the 49ers are going to be healthy again and they'll be right back in the mix. Oh, yeah. Then I think they, the 49ers have an out on Jimmy G's contract the next two years. They can cut him without any penalty. I I think that that's what they'll do. Now, unless Jimmy G puts the team on his back and carries them this year because they're completely decimated by injury. So if he shows somehow he's just going to take that next step, then obviously all bets are off. But my hot take, you to hear first, Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the 49ers next year.
0: I like that. I think that'd be a great look. I also don't think yeah. you're even going to see remotely close Jimmy G's proving that he can carry a team on his back for a long stretch for a few games. Yeah, he here can get, there, he can hot get in a hotter. game or
1: two, and yeah. you know he he had his moments. And you're, you said it right; he's above average. Yeah, but well, yeah, He's not he's not upper echelon. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you know Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. He's not in that category. Um, he's just a slightly below, which is would- fine. And if Aaron Rodgers says, you know what, I'm going to stay in Green Bay or I don't want to go to San Francisco, he'll be the quarterback. Jimmy G. Will, they'll stay with him. Yeah. But if you got a better option out there, you got to take it. You, do you know, think it'd be a
0: trade? Do you think they trade Jimmy G. or do you think they release him? I
1: think they would release him yep. and stay away from the cap hit. Unless, I mean, I, I would put the Patriots back in play for a trade um, if if that was the case. I could see I that love, happening. And it's funny because the 49ers are at New at New England Sunday afternoon.
0: We just switch locker rooms right now. Maybe we'll trade Cam for him straight up. I don't want (laughs) Cam. You guys can leave with Cam. I'm good. (laughs) good. Hands off. Well, Cam's (laughs) on a
1: one year deal, and I think Belichick will be sick of Cam Newton by the end of the year. And he loves (laughs) Belichick loves Jimmy Garoppolo. He never wanted to trade him in the first place. So I think look, they're not getting Jimmy Garoppolo if Aaron Rodgers or or a better option that I'm not aware of right now doesn't wanna to go to San Francisco. But if if they do, if if they do have the opportunity to bring in Aaron Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, then it'll be you'd see you later, Jimmy G. This <laughs>
0: you know? so, so <laughs> is what it
1: is. What's Jimmy,
0: that? Jimmy, you're so handsome. We appreciate it. Yeah.
1: I mean okay. I, and I can't stand Aaron Rodgers for the record, but I'd I'd figure out a way to root for him because I think he'd put the 49ers over the top big time.
0: Oh 110%. With Did their want- with
1: their defense healthy and the weapons they have on offense and the way they run the ball. If Aaron Rodgers is out there making plays, they they're going to be, you know, one of those legendary teams. I think if if they can pull it all together.
0: Did you read the uh, the ESPN magazine article uh, today about Rodgers and all this weird quirky stuff that he does?
1: I did not, but you, it doesn't surprise me.
0: It is a fantastic read, and you start uh, to realize
1: how big of a weirdo he is. He's is he's a weird dude. Now hey, no, he cut off his. He doesn't talk to his family. I heard one story about him that he, you know, his his parents sent him Christmas gifts. I don't know if this was in the article, but this is a classic story about him. And he's so bitter and so jaded about it and so petty. He took the Christmas gifts, still wrapped, sent them back to his parents (laughs) with a no thank you. I mean, that is just... (laughs) That what is horrible sick?
0: Horrible stuff happened, or what? A, what a weirdo are you that you're willing to do that to your?
1: Brother? Yeah, he's a weird dude. There's yeah, no they, doubt they about it. He's a strange guy.
0: People. They must be horrible people to raise an NFL MVP. They got to be
1: disgusting. I, I don't get it. He's definitely got a couple screws loose, but he's an amazing talent. So
0: and he does have an epic mustache when he grows it, which I'm a huge. That's fan. true. Epic mustache. Um, so I think we can do, uh, you know, Brady who won Brady or Belichick. Yeah, yeah I, I
1: think, think that's so pretty simple he, this week. Brady's on a roll. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He's starting to look a little bit more like himself. Uh
1: uh, yeah, he looked good Sunday for sure. Yeah. I mean, he got a lot of help from his defense. The defense yeah. got him back in the game. So mm-hmm. pick six. Um Tampa Bay's defense is a lot better than I thought it was. They look good. No, uh, they're really- fast. They got playmakers on, on that side of the ball. Gronkowski looked like he woke up a little bit. Yeah, his first
0: touchdown of the uh, of his uh, of the season, right?
1: Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he caught a couple. He made a couple big plays, so they oh. figured out ways to find him, get him open, and get him the ball. Nice. So yeah, I don't think it's any question. Yeah, the Patriots was- laid an egg at home against Denver, you know, and uh, I think the shine is starting to wear off the the Cam Newton, you know glorious comeback year, I think <laughs> fading. I think
0: we go to the, well, if he stays healthy, that's all he needs to do, but we, you got to switch to Jared Stidham soon, you you would think.
1: I don't think that's going to happen unless unless they lose a couple games in a row here. Uh, I think, look, they get the 49ers on a, uh, at a good time because they're banged up and they're flying across the country, but I still think the 49ers will come in and win. Um, well, I have
0: no doubt that the 49ers... They'll,
1: they'll handle Cam Newton. I think I they're going
0: to blow the doors off the... Uh, I
1: don't the know. Dayaries. I they got that. If you have you seen the the injury list for the 49ers roster?
0: Yeah, but yeah,
1: it's F, basically everybody's on on injured on injured reserve.
0: You could take the high school all star team right now from Cranston well, and and beat some of those guys.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's quite a quite a difference with the Patriots this year versus the last twenty. Oh,
0: exactly. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. Again, yes. check out the uh, the Tom Gronkowski show. He, he hit you up with a promo for that. It's coming on at nine o'clock. Um, And then uh, I want to discuss with you, Todd. uh, We talked about the social dilemma last week.
1: Uh,
0: I went in a deep dive on some uh, digital (laughs) rights documentaries. So we're going to hit that up. We're going to talk a little NBA, a little bit of World Series, and uh, we'll be right back. You've seen it. You've heard about it. Juicing is all the rage these days. And getting freshly made juice is a great way to add healthy, vital nutrition to your daily routine. But how can you do it without going out, buying a juicer and making a mess of your kitchen or going to the market and getting drinks filled with preservatives and all the extras you don't need? Well, luckily, if you're local to Rhode Island, it's as simple as contacting your local juice girl. That's right, the juice girl. The juice girl RI is a local fresh juice delivery service that delivers right to your home or office. You order during the week and they will bring your juice on Mondays so that you can start your healthy week off in a positive direction. To find out more, go to thejuicegirlri.com or email Lisa at thejuicegirlri.com. Guys, welcome back! Episode nine of the Ocean State Athlete Podcast with Matt and Todd. Um, so last week you said you know we were talking off camera,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, or was it on the show? Might have been. Oh, I think it was all pre-show, right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And uh, you recommended a documentary on Netflix, The "Social Dilemma." Yeah. Um, and uh, I watched that uh, Friday, and then uh, <laughs> all day on Monday when I had to leave work early to take care of my kid, and I got to watch "The Great Hack." I haven't seen Netflix- that one yet. Yeah. I'll oh.
1: check that out.
0: So, obviously, we're on—we're streaming live on Facebook, and we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. So we use social media. And for a quick, I'll, you can give them a quick synopsis, but after watching both of these, I am beyond starting to get beyond paranoid about the digital trail and what people can, uh, how, how we're able to be followed yep. and marketed. So give, give them a, a quick synopsis if you don't. Well, know. I think
1: that, uh, first of all, social dilemma. I think that there's one quote that stuck out to me. Um, I don't know if you remember. It's basically if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. And that's oh. basically what it, what that is all about because not only have social media companies learned how to, I guess, affect buyer behavior and even buyers, you know, not even buyers, just people's behavior. Yeah. It's not even like based on historical data. They've figured out ways to affect future decision-making like, and they can control, um, you know, just like social, I guess, social justice, social, social opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've found a way to use it to make billions of dollars, but it's also kind of the flip side of that was that they, it's very divisive. Um, and they can get people to believe things that they need them to believe there was another another quote by one of the guys on there and by the way this was this was a documentary based on the i guess five or six main founders of facebook uh Twitter uh Pinterest and instagram's on their instagram right there. Yeah. and they basically kind of ran through how, what they intended to set out to do, and then basically where we are right now, and, and it's very scary um, in terms of you know what they're able to measure and monitor about what you're doing. Um, basically, everything you do on that on those platforms is recorded, and you you're you know they they do a, a profile of you, and they have a, the the algorithms are so advanced that we can't even help ourselves, which is
0: that, very that... alarming dude that scared me is that that the algorithm is kind of like the way the lady explained it in the in um and probably in the great hack i believe it was because they're all starting to blend together Mm -hmm. that the algorithm that they put together is kind of like an idea and with machine learning there's literally no way to stop it and it's it's already smarter than we are oh yeah and it's like there's there's no way it has an end game like an end goal because that's part of the algorithm you want to get to you know point you know you know from a to z but there's just so much information. And then I, so after this, I watched this on Monday, Tuesday, uh, I go see my lawyer. He came by, he came by work and I'm like, how do I file for my digital rights? And he's like, you, you have none. You literally yeah. have none. We have already.
1: It's in the fine print when you authorize all that. Yeah, yeah, turn, yeah, yeah that's fine. We, I authorize. <laughs> we
0: have, we literally have no rights. Yeah. And it, and it goes to show you that anytime you're like, and they've said in, um, so the great hack is kind of about the Cambridge Analytica scheme and how they mm-hmm. affect elections. And it's uh, SEL is a is a company that was used uh, to train military to do this to disrupt nations, yeah, you know, to, to cause disruption. And now they're it's they're
1: marketing it to
0: businesses to mm-hmm. elections. How, you know, they said yep. how they overthrew they started uh, to overthrow an election in um, was that
1: the one in Brazil?
0: Not in Brazil. In uh, uh, where's Rihanna from? whatever country oh
1: barbados
0: called. yes one of those uh, trinidad or yeah one trinidad, of those, and one Tobago. Of those areas. yeah one of those areas and uh they only had a swing like five thousand votes yeah and it took like and it was just basic information and that you know nobody's doing anything to protect us at all
1: right um and the social dilemma was basically centered around those hearings in congress yeah. um and the one uh senator i think he was from South Dakota, he just flat out said, he's like, this whole thing scares the shit out of me. So should I be scared? And the guy's oh, yeah. like, yeah, you should be. I've I
0: have seen. I
1: actually I would take this one step further than a social media, great platform to connect and get mm-hmm. your word out there. And like when used for, you know, those type of purposes. Yeah. But it's basically been exploited um, as a you know, as a way to to kind of Influence people's belief systems, and the fake news agenda is um, mm-hmm. kind of just been perpetuated by the by social media. But I think it started really with cable news. I think cable news is a precursor to this.
0: One hundred and ten percent.
1: Because uh, do you do you like Bill Maher? I love him. All uh, right, I like Bill Maher a lot too. So uh, years ago, Bill Maher had this take, and it was just resonated with me. And he said. You know, the news was always supposed to be a free public service. Um, we were never; it was never supposed to be advertising sales on the news, like the five o'clock or six o'clock news, your local news. And once cable news started to come around, like back in the early two thousands, yeah. uh, late nineties, like the you know CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all that. They it they they turn it into a business. So when you have when you when you're when you're reporting news, it's not when it's no longer a public service, and there's now an agenda. You're basically you're running a business, and to run a, an effective business in media, you have to get viewers. So the more that's when you started to have this divisive politics where you have these late night programs like Sean Hannity on one and Rachel Maddow on the other. And what they do is they
2: they confirm 100%.
1: people's narratives that watch them yeah. and they get people charged up and they they create those ratings and then they can sell the ad space for it. Yeah. What social media does is basically an extension of that. So what was alarming for me was like, if, if I click on a link that, you know, an article about, say, climate change, right? And they, they did this example. And depending on my search history in Google, I might get articles that pop up that say climate change is not real or climate change is real. But it's it's all based on my search history and that algorithm. So what what happens to me is I only see information that confirms my narrative of what I think and you could take it to social justice, politics, or anything like that. So I don't get the other side of the story at all. So part of the divisiveness is, let's say you're you see one news feed, you know you're you you read articles about Joe Biden. I read articles about Donald Trump. I'm reading all the, the they they give me my news feed and, and click in links that says all this great stuff about Donald Trump. So when I ask you why don't you like Donald Trump, you're gonna say. Why would I like Donald Trump? Because you're reading all this great stuff about Joe Biden and you don't see the other side. And that's a big part of why we're seeing this crazy divisiveness now where we can't even have a conversation because people are like, how could this person really be into that type of politics? All I read is that is evil. So this person must be evil. And that's a pretty broad example, but that's kind of the gist of it.
0: I, I miss the days when you would just get the news and yeah. now we each live in our own I have
1: this Now you have to seek it out. You really have okay. to like dig and even then you got to be skeptical of what you oh, hear, yeah. especially and on you, these you platforms. You have to see where
0: it really where it's from and then even if you post right. if you get something on Facebook or on Instagram like you have to really read the URL because now they're making them yeah. look so much like real URLs that you don't even know like one letter's off and you realize it's not really CNN or it's not really Fox. Yeah. TV. It's
1: it's alarming. I would recommend that everybody watch the social dilemma on netflix i'm actually surprised that netflix even put out the social dilemma that i wasn't taken down based on yeah. the, the documentary what i was thinking the whole time is like oh my god how did this even how was this even allowed to be released yeah um amazing. It was yeah i would amazing. i would highly recommend that if I, I think if everybody watched it they would have a very similar reaction oh yeah um and then the last point on it was all of the and we have kids so yeah. this this resonated with me, but like all the people that were doing the documentary, basically they they founded social media. Most of them, and they're like, our kids are not allowed to have social media. Yeah, none of them. They don't have social media. What does that tell you?
0: Exactly. It's we were gonna do. We should do a whole episode next week. And we'll just
1: talk about the social dilemma
0: and the. Oh episode. yeah.
1: We'll give you. A I told life. you that <laughs> earlier. We could talk about that all day, and I think a lot of people will have an opinion on it. I don't oh, see how yeah. you couldn't. Right. So exactly, exactly. So let's do. Uh, we let's let's jump to some baseball. Okay. We got uh, Dodgers, Rays. Yeah. Game one was a blowout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the Mookie Betts show. I actually, uh, you know, being in New England here. You know, Sidebar: is... First guy to
0: ever get you win the uh, Whole Country Tacos twice.
1: Mookie bets. <laughs> <Betts laughs> there you go. That's important. Um. <laughs> uh, so. I heard a story today, I was listening to Felger and Maserati, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they planted a little story that Mookie Betts actually got a a bigger offer from the Red Sox, and he turned it down, because he, you know, I think it's pretty, I think Mookie Betts is on record as not being a big fan of the city of Boston, and there's been lots of rumbling, this could be another topic for another day, but lots of rumblings about the city of Boston and it being not ever so kind to the African-American athlete. I think Kevin Garnett said that. That's I think Barry long Bonds long, is on record with that.
0: with that. That you, no matter yeah. what happens, it's, it, as much as it changes, things stay the same, especially in right. a town, ta- you know, in that town city like Boston, but it's right. very much a old school. Everything goes, they say, you you know, even you, you've been there as a Yankee fan. You got mm-hmm. some rotten stuff said to you. Yeah,
1: but I think there's there's a lot of stories out there about it, and and from what the insinuation that I heard was that the Red Sox would rather have the narrative out there that they just didn't want to spend the money on Mookie Betts, so they traded him. because That's a better story to tell your fan base or to potential free agents than, hey, we, we wanted him back, we gave him more money, but he didn't want to be here. Well, why didn't he want to be here? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I don't think that's a big secret, but I think there's some smoke there on that story, but back to the game. I mean, Mookie Betts is a fantastic player and, you know, I would, I'd love to have him play in right field for the Yankees. I'll tell you that right now. percent. Yeah. So Dodgers look good. I think they, they showed us something when they got off the mat, when the Braves had them against the, had them on the ropes there. and they look pretty solid right now. They're getting big hits. Um, they're showing up, and it just—I can't help but watch it and think that how how great the Rays looked against the Yankees, and now, you know, these guys—they're not all that great. It just shows. I think it. I think it confirms. I think the Yankees are a lot further away than even the Yankees think that they are. Agreed.
0: So, what do you what do you think of the series? What's your take of the series?
1: In oh, four, I think it'll five, be. I think it'll be Dodgers in five or six. I don't think it's going seven. Um, yeah, I think the Dodgers will wrap it up now. Did you take so the, Dodgers to the field game or two though? What's that?
0: You did you take Dodgers of the field?
1: I took. Do- I took the field. Okay. <laughs> I okay. think who? I think you took the field too.
0: I, oh yeah,
1: I think only your brother. Yeah.
0: was it your brother on that episode who took the who took the yeah, Dodgers? he took
1: the field too. All
0: right, all right. So you might off.
1: have actually taken the Dodgers just to be contrarian. So
0: we're gonna have to you, watch that. We're yeah.
1: Have to watch Um,
0: So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have uh, the man behind Ball in R.I., Ramon De Los Santos. Um, We're going to discuss all things going on with hoops uh, or lack thereof uh, this summer. And going into the winter, we're going to discuss some college. We'll hit up some NBA topics. And then we're going to spend another great episode on our draft, another uh, great segment, which I think will be pretty solid. Um, So, guys, uh, take a listen. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll see you in in a minute. You've seen it, you've heard about it. Juicing is all the rage these days. And getting freshly made juice is a great way to add healthy, vital nutrition to your daily routine. But how can you do it without going out buying a juicer and making a mess of your kitchen, or going to the market and getting drinks filled with preservatives and all the extras you don't need? Well, luckily, if you're local to Rhode Island, it's as simple as contacting your local Juice Girl. That's right, the Juice Girl. The Juice Girl RI is a local fresh juice delivery service. That delivers right to your home or office. You order during the week, and they will bring your juice on Mondays so that you can start your healthy week off in a positive direction. To find out more, go to thejuicegirlri.com or email Lisa at thejuicegirlri.com. Guys, welcome back to episode nine of the Ohio State Athlete Podcast with Matt and Todd. We're happy to welcome uh, Ramon De Los Santos from Ballin' RI. Ramon, what's up, buddy?
2: going on, fellas? How's it going? What's happening?
0: Things are well. Things are well. Um, let's give uh, everybody listening and watching uh, a quick a quick background. So uh, you're born in the DR, right? you raised in New York City. You come here junior year, uh, what, 02, 02, 03-ish. You played for uh, for Dave, right? Yeah. Uh, Tadeski um you go to bryant you graduate accounting um you start coaching right
2: after college correct uh not really a couple years after college years. Like years okay, after go, around
0: 2010 2011 somewhere around there yeah um and then 2016 you'd uh start balling r.i uh which is a, a a social media page on instagram um and why don't you explain to everybody what balling r.i is um to those who don't know and to those who uh, who do know, make sure you like all of his pictures. And
2: his yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Bowling R.I. Um, was created in 2016. If, if you're familiar with the kind of basketball, social media industry, it's kind of like a cross between what overtime is and then what the New England Recruiting Report is. Um, okay. So it, it's more really? than just videos, right? It's kind of just highlighting and giving exposure to the, to the local athletes. So I kind of saw that that was missing. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I was passionate about. I was still going to games every night. So I was like, you know, why not create something and, and see where, it's, where it goes? And it, and it took cool. Well, so, I hope
1: we didn't uh, turn all the – I think everybody turned off their social media based on our conversation
2: now, so sorry <laughs> yeah, about that. It's funny you mentioned that because um, – You'd be surprised wife, you say, our reach is should, so we big. Should, <laughs> <laughs> we should watch that. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I know I'm giving away yeah. too much information, but – <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, yeah, best to not know about. It. I
1: didn't hear anything about that.
2: <laughs> yep. So,
1: so you start balling RI, right?
0: So, how long? So now, for those, I uh, give some people who don't follow you, follow balling RI on Instagram. You've got over ten thousand followers. You highlight all different local athletes, basketball players, obviously, um, around the state of Rhode Island. Um, how how did you grow? It? So let's so- let's give those who want to know how it grow how how you grew it. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of the hiccups along the way and you, you know, cause it's taken four years which is, you know, a lot of time to dedicate to uh, a platform. Like
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so like I said, I was out. So when I graduated Bryant, um, I got back. It's a road, cause in Smithfield, it's a little different. So once I got back into Providence, Crescent area, yeah. um, I, I started going to a lot more high school games. I was going to games every night. So I was like, man, there's yeah. nobody highlighting this every night. So created the page. Um, and I created it anonymously. Of course, I didn't tell anybody. Um, I was like, I, mean, I don't want nobody to know who it's me. I just want to see if people actually want to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, so started following, posting things and kind of just commenting a lot on kids achievements. So I would just comment, you know, great job, this and yeah, everybody, yeah. whether they were an elite athlete or, you know, just a local kid at the rec and kids began to like it, you know, and then little by little started growing. They started following, they started posting what I would post and more people would follow. Yeah. So I kind of use that a lot. I use a lot of kind of just using the current followers to get extra followers. So it's okay. just kind of running little contests or asking people to post us and they'll get a shout out, they'll get mm-hmm. a free shirt. The, you know, just kind of typical marketing technique that I didn't even know I, I knew so I started doing <laughs> the social media stuff. Yeah. So um it grew out of control. Um it's it literally became kind of the official voice of you know basketball for for Rhode Island because people oh, hundred. I
0: think it's I think it's a hundred percent official. It is the, it seems to be the only platform that anybody really cares about getting.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you know, I mean,
0: a- obviously you want to get on overtime, but let's be honest, you gotta yeah. you gotta crawl before you can walk. And what and uh, doing New England recruiting report? Is that what it
2: what is called? Yeah, so so that's more um, New England based, and then yeah, okay. they weren't as. I wouldn't say knowledgeable, but they wouldn't focus on Rhode Island as much because... They don't give us, us any well, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> So they, the Massachusetts, Connecticut page. That's really
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> noted that. So then I was like, All right, let's give Rhode Island some more love. And, and you know, they would reach out to me, asking me questions. Um, it got to the point now where, you know, other, you know, social media platforms are reaching out to me. College coaches are reaching out to me. Um, so it's it's gotten to the point where it is an actual tool to provide exposure to these kids, which, which they definitely need coming out of Rhode Island.
0: No, no, it's awesome. And you guys did with... Um with camp air. All right. You guys did the diamonds in the rough camp.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So that... that was like
0: the first type of what Rhode Island high school combine. So I, mm-hmm. didn't get to, I didn't get to go to it. Um, I didn't watch cause I was, i a little, I aged out a little bit. They don't have a, <laughs> have a spot for 35 plus, but you know, I? <laughs> I still got a year eligibility left in case anybody wants me. I'm good to go. <laughs> but, um, so you, you do that. What, uh, what came out of that?
2: So that was a great idea. Um, Calvin from Camp Arrow reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know, you have a good thing going on. And this is something we both have been thinking about. So we just put our minds together. Let's let's create a combine, but let's go all out. You know, a lot of times you say, well, let's just get a smaller jump for year one. Calvin was really big about, no, let's go all out year one because then we don't have to feel like we, you know, we have to take a step back on it. So we went all out, you know, uh, uh, we had like a media training station. We had, you know, the vertical testing. It felt like an NBA combine for these kids, right? And had a lot of cameras there. So we had, we got, we were able to get some college coaches, um, prep school coaches, and we were hoping, you know, 40 kids maybe. It turned out to be close to 100 kids, you know. Wow. So it was uh, between the middle school and the high school. It was a great turnout, great event, um, and you know, something You you could see like the coaches actually talking to the kids. So it was. It ended. It ended up being a good event for exposure. You know, we're, we're planning on coming up with something soon, obviously with this, obviously uncertainty around COVID, we're trying to figure out what's the best timing, but definitely look out for a part two for diamond in the rough. That was definitely, it's coming. I
0: I dig it. I dig it. Um, So you mentioned that you mentioned you, uh, you have media training when, when you're at this combine, there are, there are other different various things. So when I was playing and when Todd was playing high school, um, so I'll kind of give you the, the, and I'm sure I'm a little bit older than you. Not much, but I'm sure it was very similar. So, you go, we play AAU. Um, you go to all the tournaments that you know the open sea, open times that uh, where college coaches can watch you. Um, you get your letters in the mail. You sent, you know, you have your game film, you know, on your VHS. You yes. have your highlight film that you put together. You know, you send it out to like your wish list to schools besides those who who have contacted you, um, and you kind of just wait, you know, and you hope that your AAU coach has great contacts. You hope that your high school coach doesn't tell them, you know, how big of a douche you are at practice or something (laughs) like that. Um, And how has it changed now, or from what you've seen with the way colleges are contacting kids, um, what the kids need to be prepared for? And are are you taking like a big role in this?
2: So, so one thing, like you mentioned, I, I think it's a lot of kids won't understand the difference of how it was before, right? Like you mentioned VHS tapes and actually getting these recorded. Did somebody actually record it? Did somebody, yeah. you know, they're not messed up. Let me send it out. Now, you know, they have a lot of a little easier, right? So social media plays a yeah. big part in recruiting. So perception is reality when it comes to recruiting nowadays, right? Yeah. So what you what's out there on social media can get a kid seen. And that's all it takes sometimes to get somebody recruited, right? So it's just being at the right spot at the right time. Yeah. But a lot of kids around don't even get that chance. So now social media is a big platform. So we try to teach kids a lot about you know, being responsible with the social media platform because, you know, they may have this for their basketball, but it's also their personal one. And that's where they, you know, cursing out their friends and they're yeah. you, you got to be a little professional about it because, you know, you're going to have a college coach looking at it. If they get the wrong impression, you may ne- you may never even get contacted. But right. coaches are on Twitter. Twitter is bigger than Instagram when it comes to for college coaches. Right. Really? Yes. Um, coaches are on Twitter. And they're liking what you post about kids. They're retweeting it. They're messaging you about, hey, what's that kid? Can you get me his number? Can you get me in contact with their parent? I have those conversations with coaches wow. all the time because they see a kid. They see enough where they you know, they just want to explore a little more. Um, and that's all it takes sometimes. So we try to help kids manage that. And I play a big role by just – I try to retweet every kid or post every kid as possible. But obviously, you have to be a little selective or else, you know, it, it, your, your, your brand may lose a little value. But right. just kind of when you find that right kid who just needs to be seen by the right person, I like to, you know, post them a lot, repost them a lot, repost them a lot. And they you know, their AU programs help a lot with that. And mm-hmm. then college coaches take notice. A lot of times they reach out to me, they reach out to the college, to the AAU coaches, um, and then you know, the kid gets contacted. And we've seen that with a with a bunch of kids who were, you know, maybe just local R I L kids play for the right AAU team, got the right video, got the right contact. All of a sudden it signs a D one offer. People are like, Wait, what? Wow. How did this go from R.I.L. a couple years ago to now he's a B1 product. Right. So.
0: Okay. So do you have. A, so I actually I probably maybe I should have done a little bit more research. But is your following on Twitter uh, equal to the following that you have on on Instagram or is it just a, a better place for access via coaches and.
2: It it's easy. a better place back it's harder to grow on twitter it's harder so there's um so instagram i have over like eleven thousand followers it's a lot of kids on instagram yeah twitter course. is more of kind of the coaches the professionals that i have there and i have probably like over 900 followers there okay um but that's where i post less on twitter but when i do post it gets more t- real traction so on instagram you get a lot of their friends reposting a lot of their friends commenting um on twitter you know that's where somebody may actually see it and reach out so
0: okay um so let's, let's do, we, obviously we do a draft at the end of this and Todd, you can jump in whenever you want. I, I want you to, you know, three years from now, you have a, you have a full-time job. You're an accountant, correct? Yeah. So you're an accountant. So you get a real job, just like the two of us. And <laughs> this is in a, you know, a, a part-time gig for you. What do you, and this is multiple questions in a row. It's going to be like, you know, rapid fire. What's your goal and vision for the platform in the next say two to four years, say everything gets back to normal. We can play basketball. 2021-2022 season, normal season, normal summer, and this coming summer. What what would you see for our R.I.?
2: I think in the next two to four years, definitely would like to transition more, still kind of keep that social media aspect, whereas, you know, getting a lot of kids engagement, and things like that, but right. being more of that, I wouldn't call it a middleman, but that liaison between the college coach, the kid, and, and finding that right fit. So, you know, whether it's, a website where you know coaches can log into find the right kids kids can log into find the right coach um just being that liaison so so that it makes it easier for Rhode Island kids to kind of get um so that, that's kind of where I see it and then also kind of just using the platform it, it's grown it's this is a responsibility once you have a, a big platform so you know obviously with all these social issues we're having um mm-hmm. I feel you know obliged and I and I passionately do it to, to kind of do some, some things to kind of help with that. Um, so okay. continuing to do that, I know. Um, with a lot of the with the George Floyd death and all that, yeah. um, we ended up kind of starting like a fundraiser a couple months okay. ago, um, called Beyond the Dribble. And we, I, I, once again, I was like, oh, two, two thousand gold. Let me try to fundraise two thousand dollars. And we fundraise in three days over six thousand dollars. So it's like that's amazing. The the Brooklyn R F fans right. are passionate. I give it up every yeah. time I come up with a new shirt, when I you know, I stop by Elmwood Sports, create a new yeah. you know a new yeah. design, get a shirt. Some of the there's some parents are just loyal as soon as they drop it, yeah, get me a size medium for my kid, you know, and right. right away, you know. So, I I, I love the fans, it, it wouldn't be what it is without them. So, that's what I see in two to four years kind of being transitioning more towards a, that middleman between college opportunity and the kid here in Rhode Island.
1: That's I had a quick question for you. Yeah. You mentioned you talked not just about getting the video out there, but I mean, I think it's it's important to, to let these kids understand the impact of, of a platform like social media, like Instagram, Twitter. You talked a little about uh, about what's going on in the, in the country, you know, and how vital it is that they try to censor themselves as much as they can, because how many times have we seen a story come out there about an athlete or, you know, posted something that 10 years ago when they were a kid, because obviously you got a lot of growing up to do when between 16 and say 30 and they, they go through a lot of changes. Like how's the, how does that, how does that get received by the kids? I think it's awesome that you're talking about that. I don't know how many people are, but it's definitely important.
2: Yeah, it, it, and it's tough. Cause like you mentioned, you we they all have a lot of ups to do and we did as well, right? So I try to communicate yeah. that. Like, you know, if, if I, if somebody had told me what I know now and now I'm telling you that before you have to get there, right. I try to paint it that way. They still kind of go through their, you know, their bumps on the road. Um, And even I explain to them kind of what I go through with Bowling our eyes So one of the things we do, we do rankings as well, right? So for the classes, yeah. that we do, you know, top 10 rankings. And the comments are ridiculous. And now that I, they know who I am, it's like they aim them towards me. It's like, oh, boy. You know, you suck. You, you need to. And it's yeah. just like I, sh- I try to show them how, how you got to have a tough skin on social media, right? So it's yeah. tough. Some kids can do it. Some can't. You got to have a tough skin. You got to remain Kevin
1: Durant's still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like my take is I'm just kind of happy that I didn't have something that I could put out there for that will live forever on the internet when I was 17 years old. I said a lot of stupid crap when I was seven. I still say stupid things, but like <laughs> now I'm aware that I uh, I probably shouldn't say that in certain surroundings, especially now these kids are 17 years old and and I'm not saying it's right, but like they don't, you know, you got to cut some of these kids some slack, you know? I mean, they're kids Yeah. It, this. It goes right back to the social media, the social dilemma we were talking about. That's another kind of, you know, potential hurdle uh, as these kids have more access. They say whatever's on their mind, they're impaired or whatever. And they don't realize that this stuff could be used against you down the road. You know, even though they've they've changed, it's just what you said. You 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 might have to be held accountable for down the road, which is unfortunate. I
0: agree. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So let's do a quick. I want to a couple quick questions because I do want to get in some NBA stuff before the draft. Before I definitely kick your butt in the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> on, on Instagram, you're gonna get buried.
1: <laughs> you know. Do you have I I kind of I, Like when we did the uh, the other the best draft, which was the Hall of Fame of Hall passes, you had some video or you had some some still images to put out. So you might have to have some loaded up for us. Well, we're going
0: to give it a little extra time because it's going to take me some time to download. I can pull mine up. But how do you know
2: you're
1: going to definitely get
2: those? I know, right? If I get my top five picks, there's 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 no way I'm losing. But
0: yeah. (laughs) All right. So high school basketball, prep school basketball in the state of Rhode Island. I would, you know, venture to say um, over the past 20 years since I participated, high school basketball has become something you do for your, you know, your local, you know, not local fans, but, you know, to play in front of your parents, to play in front of your home kids, but it doesn't really have as much of an impact. You make your name, you know, march through July, August on the recruiting circuit in AAU when you're playing against top end talent. I've noticed that when I played, it was Saint. You went to Saint Andrews. You went to Hendrick. You went to Saint Ray's. You went to LaSalle a little bit. Now it seems as if with a bunch of guys, Lotties involved. You got a you know Wheeler as uh, with Sean Kelly. You've got Saint George's on on, on the yeah. come up. You've got right. um, Rocky Hill. When when I played them was they were awful. It was the worst gym to play in. But now they've got some studs. Yeah. And obviously, you still have until anybody has the, you know. The reputation and the resume of Mike Hart over at St. Andrews. They're still, in my opinion, they're still king. They're churning out top end D1s every year, even if you've never heard of them. Yeah. Who do you think is, after St. Andrews, the best option for a kid to go play? And where, you know, if you have, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> if your kid is 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 14 and has a chance, a choice of anywhere besides St. Andrews, where, where would you rank, you know, the top? You can choose any three, no particular order. Give me three that you'd want to send your kid to if you don't
2: mind. Tough, tough, tough question. Right? I know a lot of these coaches, but I yeah. would say,
0: I would say for watching, sure. In watching right now.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> I would say right now, um, yeah. the second, the obvious second choice would be St. George's. Okay. Um, Dwayne being a coach through all the Division One ranks, you know, where there was assistant coach. On, he was at Bryant when I was at Bryant, So yeah. he was an assistant coach at Bryant. Met him then, went on to coach at Brown. I think he played at BC. Yeah. Great guy. He's built a program. Um from bottom up, so like when he started, instead of grabbing a bunch of stud seniors, he grabbed a bunch of stud freshmen and sophomores. Got Tyler Kolek to go there, and the rest was history. Like that, that that program is set for years to go. And so that would be, and it's in, in a beautiful campus too. So why not send my child there. Um, Dwayne, you know, he played for BC. Who did he play for? Like Al Skinner? I think so. Um, right, I, that I, I don't know the time right but he's, no, he's right. he he um he, he was an assistant coach at Brian, then became assistant coach at Brown, and then ended up kind of taking mm-hmm. over at Saint George's. Um, after that, I would say Rocky Hill, um, those guys are doing a good job. It all started um, with the previous. So when a couple years ago, a uh, couple kids, couple kids from San Rays and a kid from um, Tolman, so Tedrick Wilcox, Steve Laura, uh, Jake yeah. Long, they went there and everybody was like, why are they going there? Even now, I was like, oh, it, like as bad as it sounds, I was like, oh, they're going there. You know, their ranking weight is going to go down a little bit because they're playing for a weaker school. And they turned that school completely around, mm-hmm. and they became a destination, right? Um, and then now with Lottie and his crew taking over, and great guys. I talk to Lottie every so often. Um, I think they you know
0: against Lottie's brother Josh.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> Josh's kids are stud. He's, he's, yeah, heard. yeah. I heard so, he's a. Yeah, they're good. Stud. They're really, really good. So at Rocky Hill, um, then beyond that, I'm, I'm kind of blanking out. I would say uh, there's a lot of prep school options now. Um, PCD could be one. Okay. Um, But basketball-wise, I think it's St. Andrews, St. George, Rocky Hill Um, okay. probably be it, the best options now. There's just I, I honestly, before the elite players would reclass and go prep and that made yeah. sense, it's it's kind of the negative aspect of it now is every kid thinks they, they should reclass. Every kid thinks they should stay back a grade to try to pursue or try to increase their basketball-what um talent. I, I don't know yeah. what they think is going to happen and then yeah either still end up playing you know just varsity or or yeah. jv and then don't make it and then you just lost the year so i think that's kind of the the negative aspect of it every kid thinks they should reclass now and sure. it'll be and it's 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 not healthy
1: if they're all reclassifying to to have that year that it defeats the, the purpose because the right? yeah. they're all <laughs> the level of the playing field again yeah. right yeah and it's so. it's
2: it's crazy. Like you see a lot of kids that I'm just like, why are you reclassifying? Um, I, re, but-
0: I, re, I reclassed in 98. And the only thing it did, I ended up going to the same t- level of school I would have gone to, but it. I, the only one thing I did, I, I wouldn't have gone to, I went to college as an 18 year old turning 19 instead of a 17 year old kid. It gave me an opportunity to mature.
1: Yeah.
0: And Todd knows me from college. I wasn't very mature anyways when I got Still there. Still waiting
1: for it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, can you reclassify
1: again? I still have a year again. left. I
0: still have one year left. <laughs> All right. I could go
1: <laughs> um, But
0: I really think, um, you know, besides gaining some maturity and you know putting a little more of an appreciation on education, um, besides that, unless you're going to be a superstar stud, just go yeah. to school and put education first and definitely use these colleges and use these prep schools as much as they're using you. So yeah, these schools good. will re, and you I'm sure—you tell it to, to the kids. They will use you. They will recycle you. They will recruit right over you. The next best person, especially in the D two and D three level, if they don't really have a huge financial commitment to you. So make sure you're getting the most out of these schools. Make okay. sure you get the most out of your education. Um, make sure you're getting—you uh, uh, know—every bit you can. Every bit of networking from these schools. Um, I got a—who's a, a, somebody. So we're I'm, I'm watching the clocks. So we're running a little bit uh, short on time. I want to ask one more, and then we're probably gonna go right to the draft because I feel like this could be a, a longer draft. Um, <laughs> let's think of some Todd. What do you think? I want to I I'd like to know I mean, if you have a question, Todd. let feel free. I want to know if somebody because I have somebody who I I have a high opinion of that you think that the state and the listeners need to know about in the state that is. Is gonna have a big that could you know if there's basketball going to have a big year that maybe everybody doesn't know about.
2: Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, trying to think. So yeah, so it's funny because I was I was looking through like my pre rankings, um, trying to decide you know if the season does go live, I have to kind of throw some preseason rankings out there. Um, I guess the, the the talk of the state this year would have been Sebastian. Out of Hendricken, he actually okay. transferred on one prep. Yeah. Um, so I think there's gonna be opening there for a lot of kids to step in and mm-hmm. and, and do a lot of work. Hendrick's always gonna be, you know, somewhere yeah. in the top of the state, no matter what. They just have too good of a coach and staff. Yeah. Um, so okay. there's a couple kids there that I think are are gonna get a chance to to start yeah. now that Sebastian's out. Mm-hmm. Um, kid Justin Perez, really good. Um, he he was a role player last year. He yeah. has a chance to like step in and be like, wow, um, this kid did the right thing by staying at Hendrick in all four years. There's a couple years you're into yeah. it. You're playing JV. Like, why am I here? I could be, you know, being the top guy at my local high school. He might be able to reap the benefits So, Justin Perez, a kid to look out for, but even um, that whole team, I think they're still going to be good. There's another kid there, a younger kid, David Lynch, who's going to be really good as well. So I think those two kids will have a chance to like show out this year. Um, now that Bassie's gone.
0: Okay. I got, I have a question on two and I want your quick opinion. Then we're going to yeah. take a break and go to the draft. Unless you have anybody you want to ask about no. that, no, I'm good. Okay, I want <laughs> to know your opinion on Jack McMullen. One, because I think he's a stud. I think he's an underrated stud who could play basketball at almost any level, in my opinion. And he, well, he's still, he was second team all state. Not that he's yeah. like, right, not like he's a nobody, but I don't think he's as appreciated
2: as he could be. So Jack McMullen's an amazing shooter. Yes. <laughs> so that's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. My- yeah. he played for the magic one one yeah. season and just watching him at practice yeah. such a competitor so, mm-hmm. like he's gonna he's he could play a ball anywhere i mm-hmm. think one thing for jack is he's he's playing on some very talented au teams mm-hmm. he play, he plays his role but i think you know never like he needs to stop deferring like he's yeah. he's that guy like you know he can yeah. be that guy on any team sometimes when he ends up on a team with more ball you know heavy guards and things like that he could defer and just wait for his shot yeah. He, that can't happen. A like, little
0: bit more just, selfish. He's I,
2: too I good. shot like that. I shoot every time I have the ball. in high school, he's that. He's like yeah. he's that guy. He takes as yeah. you know, many shots he needs to take. Yeah. He gets double team, and he still shoots it. Yeah. But in, in AU, I think he needs to show that as well.
0: All right. How about Travis Cobain?
2: My guy. So Travis played for the that Magic is. for a while too. Really good kid. Um, I always wonder how Travis would be in high school. So in middle school, he was crazy. Like it was just yeah. so much better. But he was bigger like most kids. So yeah. I was like, I wonder what's gonna happen. And he's just, he's that good with getting to the basket. He's very competitive, very, very competitive. Can shoot the ball. He's kind of streaky when shooting. Um, So just got to kind of develop, make sure he he makes a little bit more consistent with that. Because his ability to get to the basket, if he could just be a lot more consistent with his shot, he could be unguardable. Um, So, yeah, this year for him, like, that's his team completely. So. It will be good to watch him. Hopefully we have a high school season. Yeah, so. I think we will <laughs> watch some semblance of high school.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break. Guys, check out everything we have on the sfbnri.com website. Um, We got our draft uh, coming up next, and uh, we'll be right back. Guys, thanks for listening to the Ocean State Athlete Podcast with Matt and Todd. Check us out on Spotify, and uh, we're currently on uh, Apple Podcasts. So uh, give us a listen, subscribe, and uh, leave us a review. Thank you. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode nine, Ocean State Athlete Podcast. Matt and Todd We've got our guest Ramon de los Santos from Ballin RI. Guys, welcome back um draft today should be a fun one uh top nba jersey designs of all time so we're gonna (laughs) go uh let me just move some stuff here we're gonna go name and uh team name uh if you don't know the exact year
1: yeah get as close as you can
0: i was gonna say that you you don't have to know the exact as long as you know within it's gotta be close yeah um We've got that. We're gonna do um, Ramon as the guest. You draft first. Uh, I think what you went last last time, Todd, right? I did. And uh, what I'll try to do is, since it's a, we're gonna have a little bit of extra time. I'll try to look up everybody's uh, jersey so we can show everybody watching. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah.
1: And no, uh, you don't have to do it for everyone, but once we get to the obscure ones where we're gonna really <laughs> describe, that's when you might need to come ahead. Right, I'd be Ramon. like, "What, <laughs>
2: Ramon? You
0: get the first the first one off the board."
2: Wow! So, first of all, jerseys. I grew up um, the Jersey era, when we used to wear huge jerseys. School. <laughs> so, so, a lot of these old jerseys, I wish I could have to wear to school, but um, yeah. nevertheless, great jerseys. Yeah. So, first pick, Orlando Magic. That like electric blue, Penny and Shaq, the pinstripe, the royal yeah. blue pinstripe. Yeah. Amazing. That's probably gotta be the best jersey out there. Um, and it's just you can wear it with anything. It looks great. It's it's you don't even have to be a magic fan, not a lot of people are. Um, so it's just it's just a great jersey.
0: All right. All right. It's 90, yeah, it's
2: like 94, 95, like mid mid yeah, 90s. Yeah,
0: 90, yep, 94 magic. 90 Yep. All right, Todd, what do you got, buddy?
1: All right, so I'm gonna take the best jersey of all time. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the the 84. Chicago Bulls with the Chicago in the script. Red. Red with the black lettering. A good one. Jordan, Jordan rookie card.
0: Were you nervous that I was going to pull that one off
1: when I mentioned it right away? You did mention it. Obviously, that's my favorite of all time. <laughs> um, with
0: the short shorts, that is a fire look, though. In that's all the honest, best. That <laughs> yeah. is, That's a great the best.
1: Look. <laughs> I'm good. That's um, a great jersey. Yep. Yeah. Let's see here.
0: I'm going to go... I get two in a row. So I'm going to take an old one. I'm going to go old than new. I'm going to go the original like late 80s, early 90s Charlotte
1: Hornets. Oh, that's a good one. The Rex Chapman. Yeah,
0: the Rex Chapman right into the bugsy. Yeah. I had that on
1: my left. I got to take him off the, the board.
0: The white, the white one was fire, too, though, with the thick two-tone pinstripe. The teal. That's a fire one.
2: It's Feinstein nice. colors, teal, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my first pick, and then I'm gonna go with a current one, only a year old, and I have the shorts in my in my drawer, in my bedside drawer, the 2019 Miami Vice, yeah, Miami Heat uniforms, those uh can cross that city
1: edition, the Aqua, <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: yep, those, those oh, are dude, those are fire, I love yep. those, and they'll uh, those scream out Miami, like it's oh, like yeah, that's it's Miami our... for you,
0: <laughs> oh my god, those are those are amazing, those are amazing.
1: What Those are two good there? picks. To, I had them written down too. Um, I'm going to go with the city edition from last year. I'm going to, but I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. The uh, the black and white. They call them the biggie edition. The original, just Brooklyn block letters right across the front. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, nice.
0: Let's see what we got Do I have the, oh, with the uh, is that the one with the uh, the the blending on the side.
1: Um has that pattern? It has oh, a weird cool. pattern, yeah, but it says Brooklyn on the front of it. They're, they have another one yeah. that they use that I'm not going to mention, but, yeah, the, I'm going to go Brooklyn first. <laughs> I dig that one. I dig, I'm gonna pull Yeah, this that's one a good up.
0: one. I want to make sure we're on the same page because this is a fire uniform. That's, is the, this one. One? Oh, that's love the one.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that one. That's and called I'm, the City. I think it's called the City Edition. Yeah, the City
0: were. Edition, yeah? yeah. I'm not a uh, a Kyrie fan, but he has the shoes that match those. Yeah. Ugh.
1: I, I like the black and white, you know, like the Raiders, you yeah. know, the White socks. <laughs> I love that.
0: All right. What do you got next, Ramon? You've got two.
2: Two in a row, right? Sorry. So I'm going to do uh, old school and then less old school. So first, okay. old school uh, Denver n- Nuggets with the Skyline one. But, like,
1: oh, boy. Like, yeah. Rainbow.
2: Oh, my God. That was yeah. Such a good look. Whoever, had, whoever rocked that in high school was that guy. Like, you yeah. know, it's like yep. My parents can't afford that one, but um <laughs> tough it's such, fight, a hey. such a good look. Um yep. so that one for sure. Um let me see. I'm gonna choose. So I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. Um so yep. the, for me, that was middle school. I was in middle school when he was like middle school, high school. Um, and he had they had that like in the 2000 early 2000s, the black with the um, I think they called it like the the Philly um with the star with the big thing. What year on it? So it's, uh, I think, the 2000s. So it's, it, do you see Iverson behind me here? He has it, but the black one is on. I like. Oh, okay. You know, the big Sixers with the um.
1: Yeah, with the, it's, the it's a, it's a blue wave. Yeah, with the yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. That one. And the red oh. the
1: red trim. Yep. So yep, that, one that's, I think that one. one. that's a great one. Uh, are you going with the black one or the white? I'm going with the black. Okay. I dig that one. That's a good All pick. Right. So you went Denver, you went the Iverson. Thing. All right, so I'm gonna go with this jersey, right?
2: Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the like the '94 Knicks blue with the orange, like the Charles Oakley, John Starks. Yes. And I'm a big New York guy, so I, that's a classic, classic uniform for me. That's a blue. Yeah, it's a
2: great uniform. I dig that uniform. Yeah, I'm a New York Everything fan as well. Tough. Yep. Here.
0: Right. I'm going to go with the 94-ish. Is that the year that Barkley made it to the? The Suns. The Suns. That black uniform. He went
1: 92 uniform. or 93 around 93, that time. Yeah.
0: Remember that black uniform that they had?
1: Yep. Crossing that one out.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: that one is one of my favorites. Um, let's see what else I got here. And then I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go the uh the ninety-six, I believe the year it is, ninety-six
1: um Chicago Bulls. The black Lord. with the red the black with the red pinstripe. Yeah. I was like, I think that wasn't that Rodman's first uh yeah, first season. Yep.
2: Those, those are nice. Yeah, that's that's the, that's one, oh my god, those jerseys! Oh, you not all the bulls. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like you—you you think of one of those jerseys, you think of a moment, and you're
1: like, oh, seriously.
0: And just the shoes. Think about like all the. Like, I can pre- feel push. the Bulls yeah, jersey. I feel it. Um, <laughs> that uh, those are great. Those are great.
1: All right. Um, so was that two or is that just one? That was two. I did the Suns. Oh, that the Suns and the Bulls. All right, so. So you're up. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go with the other Brooklyn Net version, but this one is the – it says Bed-Stuy oh. on it. I'm going to that's go with that, good. but I'll I'll take the white with that one.
2: This so so you have – out of your five, there's three New, New York yeah, State. I I love it. Those are bad <laughs> teams.
1: Yep. We got to pull that one up. I want people to see that one. Yep, that's a good one. Oh, there we go. This is a great – Oh wait, oops. Yeah, I didn't want to mention this okay. is the alternative. Yeah. I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. I still ended up got it slipped to me at 4.
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome. That's a that's good. Right, you
1: got it? Yeah, I'm pulling it
0: up right now. Here we go. This one right here, there right? There you go. Oh, that yep, that's the one. That's a great choice. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Ramon? You will have two, right? Or the the uh, yeah, two.
2: Uh, so I have my last two, right? Last two. All right. So First, I'm gonna do the uh, the Hawks, the Pacman, like the Pac-Man red ones, the Dominique yep, Wilkins yep. ones. Um, yep, that's a good um, one. Contest ones, right? What was that? The Spud Web dunk contest. Yeah, one. yeah, those are those are nice. Those are nice, nice. Like it just they just stand those out. Those are classic. Um, yeah. And then from my last pick, I think it's only right to pick the Black Mamba Laker ones. So the yellow there. can't go wrong with that. The fans will with great. the
1: Laker gold one. No, the, the black, the the black one. Oh, so the, like black the black one Mamba right. edition, but the ones they lost Game Five with. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So not not black mama jersey. All right, I got you. Right, yeah. I thought you meant like, just like the Kobe
2: Eight in the yellow. No, no, no. All so right. they, they had like a black mama edition. What does that
1: look like? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. That's a stupid pull question. But we got time. Let's wait. You got to pull look. it up. <laughs> I'm running tech over here. I got a lot I, going <laughs> on. Oh, well, the, the ones they had in Game Five. Yeah, I'll pull yeah. it up. Right
2: it's it was fine. like all black with like with the gold lettering only. Um, so it's kind of a commemoration of Kobe,
0: um, yeah. Uh, wait till you see it,
2: it's amazing. Image, it would have been nice if they won in those, but it's fine. <laughs> they won, the but game. they did, <laughs> <laughs> they won the next game. <laughs> well, let's see,
0: what we yeah, do. we got it. Uh, it's not pump. Give me one second. Give me one second.
1: There we go. All right. Oh, and here we go. LeBron James. Sorry. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember those now.
0: It's a fire jersey. I guess I was
1: naive. I didn't realize those were the Black Mambas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a great pick. I like that jersey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go with probably an unpopular pick, but I just love it because of the team. Okay. I'm going to go with the, uh, the LeBron Cavs. The shirt jerseys with just the C. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're not tank tops, they're they're like short (laughs) sleeves. Love those. The black with the gold trim. (laughs) Just a big C on the middle of it. Love those.
0: Black calves with C jersey. Let's pull this one up. The big
1: one, right? The big C. And then the number like on the top. Yep. The number. (laughs) A lot of people hate them because they're like because it's not a tank top. Yeah, I don't but know about the top. <laughs> like WNBA jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I wonder all the signs that went behind.
2: Should we wear those? Should we not? <laughs> oh, those are
1: great. I love. Them. Well, because that was like probably my favorite team. Yeah, love yeah. them. Right there. That was probably my favorite team, outside of Jordan's Bulls teams. Okay, so I had to go with that one.
0: So I got the last pick, huh?
1: Yep. Really? That was, J- that was when J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. While you're thinking, yeah. at the parade, do you remember they were selling? You know how J.R. Smith took his shirt off? And yeah, he was yeah. like at the parade, he's going nuts. So in Cleveland, they sell a t shirt that is J.R. Smith's tattoos. It's <laughs> it's awesome, great idea. I'm going
0: with uh it's actually the it's a throwback all right from like the 70s. Wow. But they redid it this year. Oh, uh-huh. the Blazers red jersey. Oh boy. So it has the they ripped City on front. it or no the, no the one with Blazers down the side. Oh yeah, those are cool. This one right here.
1: This yeah, is those are the, cool. this is it. Right here. Yeah, oh, so yeah, I, yeah those, those are cool.
2: They yeah. use those this year as well.
1: Yeah, Maybe. I I could picture uh, Damian Lillard in that. Yeah, they did them like Mello.
2: once
0: or twice this
2: year.
1: Yeah, once those are cool. I love that jersey. It's a good pick.
0: <laughs> so, Easy. I think overall, I think this was another uh, another great draft.
1: No, we could do, do college too because when he said Allen Iverson, I was thinking that the oh, nice sir. light gray Georgetown. Georgetown. Oh. <laughs> That's a great one. Well, that's probably up there. That would, that would be my pick. for. A so which,
2: which one of you guys do you think got second place today in the draft? Uh,
1: probably.
2: <laughs> I don't know. All I know I is I knew can what confirm. you did there. <laughs> I mean, I got
1: the most, probably the most legendary jersey as number one. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to uh, post this on so- social to see yeah. it, everybody. People need to weigh in on this. I feel yeah. like that. I
0: don't, but we can't like post it on Ramon's page because you got 11,000 people. And <laughs>
1: plus, Ramon's commenters are mean from what he says. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Kids get crazy. Can We problem. handle it. I think <laughs> we can handle it.
0: Oh my god! All right, so uh, <laughs> well, uh, we're coming to the end. We're gonna uh, we we'll, we'll get these rated and get this out there. Yeah. Uh, on anything you want to say on the way out, anything you want to tell the listeners about bowling our Eye? whatever you got going on, or anything else uh, you want to leave us with.
2: Now just stay tuned as we kind of get back into regularly scheduled programming with the rankings, the showcases, the um the the clinics that we do, things like that, Um, and then just to the kids out there, just stay ready. I mean, obviously. A lot of uncertain times we don't know what's going to happen with the high school season. Just be ready to go. If not, for whatever reason, high school season starts late, whatever it is, whether it's workouts, personal, individual group workouts, whatever you need to do to stay ready um, do. And, you know, if you're serious about playing in college, take, take your recruitment on uh, in your own hands, right? It's, it's up to you. You, you have your, you, you manage your own brand, especially more than ever nowadays, you can reach out to coaches. You don't wait for them to re- reach out to you. Feel free to reach out to me for with any help with that parents. If you, you need some, you know, uh, advice around you know how to get your kid a little more recruited um or give them a little more exposure we can talk about that with um so um just stay ready um obviously we don't know what's going to happen but just be ready to go
0: all right and they can all, all right. reach you just uh directly ball our eye on instagram
2: yep ballinari on instagram ball in our eye on twitter um and you can reach me there through a direct message i answer all so just let me know
0: well, Ramon, thanks a lot buddy we appreciate you all coming.
2: right that was fun we, thank uh, you guys enjoyed as much as we did we did. I did. I did for
0: sure. Thank All you. Right. Talk soon, buddy.
2: All right. All right, man. Be uh, safe.
0: God, another great episode. Yeah, that uh, was fun. I I think we probably one of us probably did come in second, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, overall, next week, uh, we don't have our guest booked. We might go full episode on uh, digital dilemma. <laughs> <Social> <laughs> dilemma. We might just stream a uh, uh, you know twenty minute clips of the episode
1: here. Yeah, we might uh, need to to help with our talking points. Exactly. really, we need to get the message out there.
0: <laughs> if there's anybody listening that that wants to come on as a guest to talk about digital rights, please email us at Ask Matt and Todd. Yeah, right. Hit there up you up. go. Hit us up on Instagram, The Matt and Todd Show. Um, follow us, subscribe, like, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, let us know what you think. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, Todd, thanks for another great episode. Yeah. And, uh talk hey, soon. Man. All
1: right, be safe.
0: Guys, thanks for listening to the Ocean State Athlete Podcast with Matt and Todd. Check us out on Spotify, and uh, we're currently on uh, Apple Podcasts, so uh, give us a listen, subscribe, and uh, leave us a review. Thank you.